Welcome to the Contracting Handbook Podcast, a podcast for how to run a small contracting company. Whether you're a general contractor like me or a trade contractor, starting fresh or been in business for years, here's all the stuff you never knew you'd have to know before you started your contracting business with the man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kenoki. That's me. But I also see that you guys, you know, your your crew, uh, as you were talking about with commuting and stuff that I, I watched one of the videos on your site, you know, you've got people that really want to do nice work and work at a place that is committed to, to sustainable building. And then they themselves want to live a healthy lifestyle and want to be around yeah. people to live a healthy lifestyle, which is also something that is just thrown to the wayside in construction. We all just oh. accept that people just accept that, you know, you get a belly when you when you become a contractor and you drink beer and eat burgers and whatever. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, this is something, this is a passion of mine. Um, I th- we have a theme every year and this year's theme is building wellness. So it's about health, um, health and nutrition, stress, uh, especially after last year. And I'm so passionate about it. I became a personal trainer. I, uh, I got my, uh, certificate with the National Academy of Sports Medicine. I'm a kettlebell trainer. Uh, I just love training my people. I, so I offer them free trainings on the weekends. We, uh, we, we talk about nutrition here, but you're right. The construction industry is terrible. So many people overweight. Plus that, you know, they're carrying all that weight around plus their nail bags and they're jumping off the ladders and, you know, skipping that last step on the ladder. So we get knee injuries, we get, you know, back injuries. It's like there's so much we can do in the industry. And then you're right. They eat junk food uh, because that's what's easy. You know, the taco truck comes around or they grab a coffee at Starbucks, and, you know, a donut. It's, it, we got to change it. We have to change this. It's, there's just a massive amount of disease and heart disease, obesity, diabetes in the construction industry. And I'm on a personal mission to do what I can to change that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I see. I saw your, uh, some of your crew. I saw a picture of part of your crew working out together the other day. That was pretty yeah. cool. You yeah, guys we do some, fun. some group bike rides and stuff. Yep. Um, so what do you, um, what do you like most about your work today? You know, I, <laughs> it's funny you say that, but to me, it's about being an employer, being around these amazing people. I love this part of my job. It's, uh, you know, most of us in the construction industry run a business that gets to this size. I, I think a lot of people are carpenters. I mean, I always say I'm a carpenter. I think my business card says I'm a carpenter. Yeah, my favorite part of the job, is, like, I do, like I said, I often throw my hands up and say I'm a carpenter when I get asked hard questions. Like, you know, what's your depreciation expense for the last year? I'm like, ah, I'm a carpenter. Go ask my controller. There you go. <laughs> but my favorite part is uh getting to be these guys is uh these guys as cheerleaders and and uh and coach you know just challenging people to be the best version of themselves you know to help them grow help them become better at whatever it is that they want to they want to achieve um i always say we're a people company first because uh without the people we're nothing and uh, so being part of that, being part of their lives, that's what gets me up. I can't wait to get to work in the morning and 
uh, just rally them. That's awesome. Uh, and then, you know, every day you come to work day in and day out, you've been doing this a long time. Um, <laughs> and, and people, you know, in any career can start to really burn out. So how, how do you stay motivated? Like, how do you, do, how do you deal with the highs and lows? Cause you know, for me, and, and, uh, I was talking to a, this guy, Aaron Jones, uh, out of big dog construction a couple of weeks ago and, or a month or so ago. And, you know, he, we just talked about, you know, sometimes of the year we will work so hard and be so driven. And then sometimes you just, it, you just don't have all that energy. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's normal in any industry, but I mean, construction is super stressful, right? Like we mm. talked about earlier, where nobody's ever built this before, where we're the first ones. Um, but and I think it's important to maintain balance. You have to, like, I made I made that mistake, and uh, you have to find your thing. You have to find the thing that you can go to uh, to to be able to give yourself your, the space for yourself, right? So that that burnout happens. Um, and whether that's meditation, taking a vacation, for me, it's working out and hitting the gym really hard. That's like, I couldn't do it without doing that. I've done that. I've been hitting the gym for, I don't know, 13 years, been going religiously. And that's my release. I think we all have to have that. And work, even if you love construction, even if you just love it, you can't let it take over and be everything. So like, you know, working those 12 hour days, six days a week, that's fine for a short interval, but it's not sustainable. You have to maintain a balance. I agree with that. It's really easy to just work. And yeah. when you do that, you definitely hit the wall at some point. You, you, you're gonna. Yeah, I've met for sure. I've met, I've met that wall a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Well, if, if, if there was anything out, I mean, what would your advice be to someone who's, who's do, who is working too much right now? Just like, how do they, how do they, how do they pivot and, and get that thing? Yeah. I think uh, you, you have to, you have to manage that stuff. And again, like I said, just now, don't wait till you're burned out. Look at what you're doing see where you can carve out time for yourself to find your thing. That's not construction. That's not, you know, out there framing that house or getting those estimates out. Um, Cause like we just said, burnout's going to happen. Right. Uh, sometimes it's unavoidable. Sometimes we've got deadlines to meet. We've got, you know, things to get done by a certain time, but regardless, just figure it out. When is, when's that going to end? And then manage your time accordingly after that go, okay, I got to, I got to carve out, you know, two hour and a half sessions once a week to go for a hike, go play golf. I don't know if you can play golf an hour and a half. I don't know. I don't play, but whatever it is, you got to have that headspace to recharge. And I think that's the thing in this, in this country, there's sort of this, I come, I come from England in America, there's sort of this, like, you got to be driven all the time, you know, work, 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 work. You got to, you know, work hard to play hard, blah, blah, blah. And it's a, it's, it's a great mentality, but it's not sustainable. It's not going to last forever. So carve out the time. 
I agree with that. And I've, I've, I've uh, undergone quite a bit of change over the last few years because I, my business was running me five years ago. My business was running me. It was very stressful. It was lucrative, but that really, at the end of the day, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't care about this. I need, I need, I need something to change here. And I've, I've made a lot of those changes. It is interesting though, that drive, drive, work hard, play hard mentality. I have definitely, um, geared it down quite a bit. I, I've let off the throttle. And at some times though, I find myself going, wow, like I have so much time on my hands now. I, I mean, I, I'm still very busy, but because mm-hmm. I'm not in, I'm not crazy busy all summer long anymore. Sometimes I'm, I, I go, well, am I doing something wrong here? It's interesting. It's just, that's just, yeah. I just thought I'd share that thought. Cause it, it pops into my head sometimes. Um, so yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, I think you can get used to it though. So you get used to that drive and and you get to a point where <clears throat> when you're not, when you've made the choice to sort of slow down or like take those, you know, moments for yourself, it feels kind of weird, right? Like mm. it's just it feels like there's a everything feels too light. It's like when you're weightlifting a heavy weight and then you suddenly pick up the empty bar and you're like, wow, this doesn't weigh anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the same thing. Yeah, maybe it's because we don't have all that cortisol pounding through our blood anymore. All that cortisol being released constantly because we're just, yeah, we've been sleeping well and taking care of ourselves. And yeah, uh, um, you know, one thing I didn't bring up during this whole conversation, and I'm I'm just curious how you're dealing with uh, soaring prices and soaring demand because, you know, in, in 2008, 2009 prices went up but there was definitely less work um it was definitely a different scene but you know right now it's it's these two things happening simultaneously that don't totally make sense to me that there's both demand and prices and how are you dealing with the prices how are you dealing with that with your clients because you know you probably wrote some contracts up this spring and prices have continued to soar immensely. I mean, here we're talking a hundred bucks a sheet for three quarter plywood. Isn't it insane? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's mind blowing. And then, but, but we've also got people still calling for new houses right now. You know, can you build me a house this year? No, but maybe some other time. So, yeah, I, I know it's insane. Well, I think two things to that. One is I think prices have been deflated. Like the lumber price has really been, it never went up for, I mean, it's kind of always hovered around the same for, for years. And, and, and now it's insane, right? Um, we stay on top of it. We, we have a direct link to wholesalers. We're seeing what the futures are doing, what, where things are. Of course, the futures aren't showing up in the retail uh, world yet, but they are coming back down. Um, but we learned a long time ago, I think from Katrina, when plywood went through the roof, <laughs> excuse the pun, <laughs> yeah. but uh, when plywood went up crazy, uh, that, that, that we just couldn't absorb everything, right? There's not really a huge margin in construction. It's not like you're making, you know, big percentages on stuff. It's, it's tight. Times you pay your overhead and your insurance no and everything else is a few percent left. So you can't absorb 
these things. So we learned a long time ago to put escalation clauses in our contract where we're, we have a buffer. Uh, sometimes we'll have an escalation clause and I'll have a dollar amount associated with it that's there for them. Again, it comes back to that communication at the beginning. Hey, if prices go up and they're beyond our control through whatever circumstances, whether it be you know an act of God or uh, crazy demand or COVID is, is the case in this one, um, we get to have a discussion about it and, and, and help get some relief for it. And we don't get it all, but you know, we can usually negotiate a good, good portion of it. And by the same token, uh, you know, it's got to work both ways, right? So if prices are coming down, then can we credit that back to the client? Um, so, and that's helped. It's, it's not always palatable for people, especially when you're doing like a public works job or a, a contract that's, uh, you know, very governed by sort of an outside party like the AIA or something like that. They don't like those things. Uh, but the truth is we have to put them in there. Yeah. Nobody likes the bottom line changing. No, nobody nope. likes to see it go up. And, no, and we don't like it either. Yeah. I know. I, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like it too either. And I've eaten it on a few little jobs this year where, you know, in yeah. a week's time, the price of steel goes up so much. Yeah. And, and we have just, to, like, I, I, I'm not going to tell a client it's a couple hundred bucks more. I'm like, okay. No. Just... Yeah. Same here. The other thing too is, is we try to buy out the job as soon as we can. Mm -hmm. So we tell clients, you know, look, okay, I know you're still trying to make your mind up on some of these things, but the longer you wait, especially like appliances or windows, like let's get ahead of whatever price increase we're seeing because windows go up. I mean, pretty regularly, right? Let's get these ordered. So we don't have to pay the next price. Let's get them at the price that we bid at. And we can all be happy. Yeah, I've been trying to get uh, deposits right away so I can just buy everything. Yeah. Storing, storing, it's a, getting tough. Like, where are we, where yeah. we going to put stuff if we're buying it right away? But yeah, and now we're challenges. At, yeah, now we're looking at twenty week lead times for cabinets up here too. Yeah, same here. It's crazy. Windows are the same thing. It's like everything's doubled, and uh, we were having trouble getting coiled roofing for a while. But that seems to be freed up a little bit. But uh, the mills are struggling. You know, the mills are at, still at low capacity. And then trucking is really difficult too, shipping and trucking. Hmm. Um, yeah, we have uh, no closed cell spray foam available. So that's challenging when you're doing, you know, split level houses yeah. for, for, for spraying the joist base. Because now we've got to go back to old school methods to do that, which is super uh, time consuming. Yeah. You know, because you're cutting out squares of VB with, of you know, poly with, with your Tremco and a square of rigid foam. Uh, you know, so that's no fun. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not doing any customs this year, so I'm out of that. Uh, I, but I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching it happen around me, and it looks very mm -hmm. challenging this year. Because we're kind well, of an, we're kind of an island where I am. Yeah, you probably see, and it. it's probably worse up there. You, you're you may even tr have more trouble with the trucking part of it than we do. I don't know, but uh, I am seeing it shift. Um, the futures, as you know, on lumber have come down significantly. I mean, they're nowhere near where they were, uh, but we are just now starting to see that retail uh, on a couple of places plywood's not down um and any kind of you know laminate material glue lambs um 
LVLs, that kind of thing are still still at premium, but I predict it's going to keep keep trending downwards. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I priced out a house. I priced out as doing a, just a, you know, three bedroom, two bath starter with a little garage. And just to compare earlier this year, compared to one I did four years ago for someone and uh, the, the lumber package, lumber and trust package alone were 90% higher than four years ago crazy huh 90 percent i mean they weren't the exact same house but they were they were pretty much apples to apples oh i know i I, i'm not surprised i mean we got lumber at yeah didn't it peak at like 1800 bucks a thousand board feet is where it used to be four i mean Mm. (laughs) scary stuff yeah yeah well um do you uh have any uh, anything else you want to tell the listeners before we, before I let you get back to work? No, I mean, I think uh, you just reminded me how long I've been doing this. And I was thinking about it when we got disconnected there, but I've been doing this for 44 years. I started an apprenticeship in England when I was 16 and I just turned 60. So in 44 years, I don't know. I don't have any like huge bits of wisdom you think I would, but I think the one thing that's helped me is just don't ever stop growing. You know, just always be willing to learn, be always willing to fail. Well, that is, that is a good lesson for everybody because you have to grow you have to, and you have to fail a lot to get anywhere. You have to just keep going, keep trying new things. So, Hey, well, thanks so much for being here, Andy. I really appreciate your time. That's, this has been a really fun conversation. Yeah, great talking to you, Mike. And again, everybody out there, uh, this is Andy Bannister, president and founder of Earth Tone Construction um, in in, uh, North Bay area of California. And you can check out their work at earthtoneconstruction.com or on Instagram at earthtoneconstruction. Thanks again, Andy. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Go ahead and email me if you want to be on the show or want to tell me what you like or don't like about it at my email, info at thecontractinghandbook.com. And this is where I say, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe wherever you source your podcast. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Later.